0: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Essential Ag Solutions, bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. Healthy Climate Monitor, we give you insight and you get control. Find us at HealthyClimateMonitor.com. ElBiotics, The postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. United Animal Health. Scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. Beringer Ingelheim. Elanco. Get your full value from start to finish with Elanco.
1: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the podcast. Joining me for this week's episode is Dr. Rodrigo Paeva, a graduate student at Iowa State University. Dr. Paeva, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Please give the audience a little introduction. Tell them about yourself.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dr. Clayton Johnson. Uh, I'm happy to be here. i uh, I'm from Brazil and I I graduated from there uh, as a DVM back in 2013. Uh, After that, I started to work uh, in a food company, BRF company as an extension veterinarian. Uh, First two years and a half, uh, responsible for health and production of finisher sites. After that, I moved to, in the same company to work with uh, breeding herds and nurseries, also focused on, on health and production and uh, after almost four years in this company i moved to another company to a genetic company agroceries pic in brazil uh, working as a technical service uh, more focused on reproduction stuffs i also had the opportunity to do uh, an mba in brazil focus on on people in market management from 2018 to 2020 Uh, and then 2021 i decided to to get back to the university came to Iowa state uh, in the fall semester of 2021 came to, to work with the field app group, uh, and to do my master's, uh, focus on, on breeding herds projects. Most, uh, more specifically, um, for my master's working with risk factors for soil mortality, they studied that we we're gonna talk about, uh, in a bit and, uh, defend my master's last December, uh, and currently I'm working on my PhD. Uh, Now here close to the video with Dr. Marcelo Almeida and uh, focus on, on E. coli
1: disease. Excellent. Um, you mentioned that you've got a project working on sound mortality, and there's probably those in the industry that have sound mortality fatigue. Um, we've been talking about it for, uh, it seems like, five, seven years now. And unfortunately, uh, the problem doesn't have fatigue. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, at least, I know that's a lot of people's perspective. But you want to talk to us a little bit, about, uh, Rodrigo, about uh, why were you interested in sound mortality? And, and ultimately, what do you hope to help people uh, understand about it?
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned, uh, some mortality has significantly increased in the past years, right? The, the benchmarking data that we have out there uh, has shown that. And, uh, but I think it's also important to mention that we still have a huge range in some mortality, mortality rate. For example, Dr. Jason Ross here from, from Iowa State, he has a study from 2019 showing that uh, in that case we had farms with five six percent of soil mortality and farms with 20 25 percent of soil mortality so 20 percent of range and uh, we know that a lot of factors can be associated with that right and in those factors they they have they happen they have over time and together so it's a multi factorial fa- uh, issue right and uh, and that's why it's important uh, uh, from my understanding to, to do studies like this one, that you can look for factors uh, individually by itself and also put in a model and look for those factors together and see the association between them, among them, and and, uh, and end up with, uh, with uh, th- those um, main factors that could help the producers, the veterinarians to take decisions right out there. Having said that, uh, we designed this study here at Iowa State to better understand the potential factors associated with with this issue, with cell mortality. In this case, from 2019 to 2021, uh, you know, weekly data, um, health um, status uh, variables, nutritional variables, intervention variables, um, data from 48 breeding herds, um, around 220,000 cells, uh, all located here in Iowa, a lot of data. Putting that data together here, uh, a big credit here to this study to Dr. Gustavo Silva and Dr. Cesar Mota that uh, for, for all the, their support, putting this data together and, and bringing up the, the main risk factors, like I said, to trying to help the producers, the veterinarians to to focus their resources to improve soil mortality.
1: Well, Rodrigo, let's talk about those risk factors. Um what did you look at, and what risk factors did you find that were associated with sal mortality? You talked about your multivariate analysis. what what' the learnings we can take out of that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, we
2: We use our models here um, for total total mortality, but also we did a breakdown of sal mortality. Uh, with the three main causes of mortality that we have out there. In this case here, it was sudden death, followed by laminis and, and prolapses. First, we run the model for total death and also the same pattern of uh, modeling for uh, each cause to see if the factors would change between causes, right? It could, have, could, could help to also to, to take uh, better decisions. So in this case here in this study pers was uh, a very important factor uh, but we also learn about single diseases ver- single disease versus uh, multiple diseases in this study here for example those farms that were that broke with pers uh, and they were uh, mycoplasma hyomonii positive they had uh higher cell mortality. So the impact of cell mortality on cell mortality was uh, way higher. So the same thing, uh, the farm that we had that broke with PERS was undergoing PERS elimination and uh, they had Seneca outbreak. For example, the cell mortality uh, was higher. So single disease versus multiple diseases in a cell farm. So uh, mycoplasma, for example, is not a uh, is not a disease that causes impact in the downstream performance, but we saw that also from a breeding herd standpoint, it, it's very important to uh, to measure it and and to work on those diseases. Talking about um, pen gestation and stalls, so we had higher uh, mortality rate uh, in on pen gestation compared with stalls, especially about lameness. Uh, and we, when we had those seneca outbreaks the cell mortality uh, related with flames was also higher on group housing gestation versus stalls. In terms of feed medication, uh, we learned that regardless of uh, disease status, feed medication helped in this study. Uh, like I said, the data was in a weekly base, was uh, weekly data. Um, the, the weeks that those farms were receiving uh, feed medication, the, the cell mortality decreased. In the regardless of, for example, PERS status, which uh, it's observational study here, we, we cannot make a lot of assumptions, but like I said, it's a study that it's important also to generate new hypotheses, right? And in this case, for example, negative farms, PERS negative farms had um, lower mortality being medicated, which may be, uh, be associated with other diseases that it's happening out there or uh, secondary pathogens that it's happening. we we did not measure. And uh, we also had a variable here in our model, which is bump feeding. Uh, it's um, the increase of amount of feeding for, uh, for a late gestation sow. Uh, and in this case here, we, we had the opportunity to compare uh, non-bump feeding with bump feeding. Uh, and we had a higher impact and mortality for those farms in terms of lameness problems and prolapses. Uh, for those farms that were not using uh, bump feeding. It's important to mention this case that we do not have body condition in this study. So it's an important variable that we did not collect. So it may be associated more with thin sounds, I would say, because I would assume that, right? We know that fat sounds, or we don't have to overfeed sounds if they are in a good body condition, right? So those were the main factors that we found
1: Rodrigo, you talked about concurrent disease and specifically PERS with mycoplasma, uh, hydronymonia present on the farm being more uh, uh, worse uh, mortality than just PERS alone. Do you remember how much, what was the, the difference a producer could could target there? It was about four or five percent uh,
2: wow. More, more uh, higher mortality with, with farms that had uh, mycoplasma versus not.
1: I think that's pretty significant information for producers that are thinking about mycoplasma elimination. Yep.
0: Yep. A full value relationship starts with understanding your business. And Elanco knows growing the healthiest pig requires focus on every segment of production. Through continuous innovation, trusted solutions, and actionable insights, Elanco is invested in helping you achieve the full value of every decision. Their portfolio offers solutions that manage disease challenges, minimize variation, and mitigate mortality to optimize pig health. Get full value from start to finish with Elanco.
1: You talked about um, uh, PERS uh, being bad in general, and I think we all know that, right? The only people that are happy with PERS are the ones who who don't have a wild-type PERS virus in their farm. But did you see anything with lameness or prolapses or sudden death, you know, those three main causes? Did you see either of those three elevate during the PERS outbreak, or was it the the other categories that elevated? Exactly. PERS, uh, in this case, had a... um impact on,
2: on all of those causes. On total mortality and all of them, um, th- those, those farms that broke with pers, they had um, worse mortality, especially
1: in the first uh, 16 weeks of post-outbreak. Rodrigo, did you look at season or month as a variable in your analysis? And if so, were there months or seasons that stuck out as being better or worse for cell mortality?
2: Yes, uh, we did look for for season, and the fall season uh, was associated with higher uh, soil mortality.
1: Very good. Well, Rodrigo, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate the information that you brought. Sure, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on here and to our audience. Thank you very much for listening. Um, If you haven't checked out our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com, please do so. Thank you very much for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. And we look forward to having you back here again next week. For Dr. Rodrigo Paeva, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.